Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. We have a, an episode to dissect and play with its innards with a sharp tool. Yep. We sound so excited about this. Are you just, like, over this TV show? Because I'm, like, starting to get over this TV show. <laughs> I'm kind of over this TV show, but as far as the three-part series that we just watched went, this one was fine. Like, probably the best one of the three? Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I honestly... I honestly don't know. Um, let's see. It's been a couple days since I watched it. So, oh, I was mad about this one, though, now that I'm scouring through, because okay. apparently these fucking people, these fucking scriptwriters, um, have completely forgotten what Cassie and Rachel are. Cassie yeah. and Rachel in particular, they have ruined, and I hate that. Yeah, they've ruined Cassie and Rachel. They've kind of messed up Tobias. They kind of forgot about the rules that they set about that you couldn't morph humans earlier on in the TV show. They kind of forgot the plot overall. And, like, there was, you know, a classic mix-em-up scene where, you know, you point <laughs> at each other. I am the guy. No, I'm the guy. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And they kind of just fucked that up, too. So then I'm trying to remember, like, why I thought this episode was okay. And honestly, it was just the last three minutes. Like, if I had just watched the last three minutes, I would have been like, hey, that's a pretty good show. Because <laughs> the last three minutes are just them hanging out being normal teens. Well, I don't know about normal. Axe is pretty well, goofy. He's a delightful. He's a delightful boy. There's <laughs> teen interaction. There's some flirting. Tobias gets embarrassed. Rachel takes back the power. <laughs> she takes uh, the power back. She takes the power back from Tobias. Axe picks up a chick with a mouthful of taquito. I'm not sure what he was eating. I was very I perplexed about that. <laughs> Brown goop in a tube. <laughs> it, it seemed very bread-like to me. So I was like, okay, are we talking like, like one of those like cinnamon sort of fingers? Like... It's like a churro, but it's like softer. I don't know. I don't know. And then there was an orange on the plate inexplicably. Yeah. But <laughs> like this... But not like a wedge of orange, like like a slice of orange. Right. Slice like a of... garnish of orange. Right, which who garnishes with a full uncut <laughs> slice of orange? <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if we just bypass most of the episode and just talked about the last couple of minutes i think this would be a pretty good episode <laughs> uh, i do yeah. like that tom's trapped in a tunnel i don't like that he got out did he get out 
I think so, because he just started walking around, right? And then other Tom came up, and then it was not Tom. It was other. It just, it's very unclear to me what happened at the. I watched it. Yeah. And I think what happened was there was two Toms. One Tom got trapped. Then they yeah. thought it might have been Jake. Yeah. And then Tom appeared and started walking around the gymnasium after the tornado thing went away. But then another Tom came out, but that Tom was Jake. And I think that's what happened. And the implication was there's two Toms. And when Cassie and Marco went back to get him, they got spooked that the door opened. And that's when Jake Tom came out. But there's already a Tom walking around. See, I don't, I don't remember this Tom walking around. The only Tom I saw after the cave-in was the Jake Tom, who came up the stairs and was ordering the controllers around, and then was immediately in the locker room, and then it was Jake. That's entirely plausible that that's exactly what happened, and that I'm just very confused about these stuff. Because they're just... They're, they were just confusing enough. Like, honestly, the script and the plot was confusing yeah. enough to me that I had yeah. no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, so when when the episode was first happening, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun game to try and figure out which Tom is actually Tom and which one's actually Jake, because the controllers are also trying to do that. But then I was like, actually, no, none of this is fun because no, they can't not. fucking do this in a clever way. <laughs> right and like the concept was like oh this will be great and then i don't know and they kept doing this thing where it's like they were confusing us the audience is that tom is that tom is that tom you don't know and then marco just comes in as like the one on the right and i'm like well that ruined everything (laughs) that ruined the whole game Uh... and then it didn't matter because he ran away. But then Marco was like, is that I'm hiding from the one that I said was the Jake? And then it just didn't make any sense. Maybe I was just confused. I didn't care. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was uh, fine. What What have we done? How did we come here? I don't know, but I am... We're very excited to get back to our roots and away from this TV show. Yeah. Which we're pretty close on, right? We have, what, four episodes left? Yep, I believe so. So another month another of torture. Another month of this, and then we can go back to having fun. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, like, when we first started reviewing this TV show, I'm like, this is really fun to, like, hate on something. But, like, I don't know. It's been so long since we had... A legitimately decent episode. Right. It's just like a slog right now. Yeah. Oh, well. And like, I don't know. They must have known at this point, right, that it was getting canceled or taken off air. <laughs> so they extra didn't give a shit. I feel like maybe that's what's happening is like we're getting to the because like this was a three part episode about like a bunch of major plot points. And it just feels like it didn't. No one cared. Yeah. Like, the actors did. They're still acting. They're still doing their thing. But, like, the script is insane. There's yeah. no plot. Like, the plot was completely lost. Like, I feel like watching these three parts, they don't really connect at all other than the fact that they kind of take place in the same place in the same night. But otherwise, yeah. they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. It just, like, the approach to the writing feels like when you're a kid and you're trying to just, like, make up a story on the spot. <laughs> As opposed to actually coming up with, like, 
like key beats and then trying to cohesively tie them together. It just kind of feels yeah. like so. Jake was like, oh, there's a basketball game. And then they all went to the basketball game. But then it was a trap. And then Jake went down to the... Yeah, it just, like... It's just fucking... And then they were both each other. And then Rachel turned into a yerk. And then... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like... I don't, I don't know that this is, like, true per se or gonna hold up to any sort of scrutiny with things I've said in the past. But, like... The joy of part of the early Animorphs was that it was Catherine Applegate telling you about what it's like to be different animals. And at this point, they're like, we are all out of animal budget. So this is a story about teenagers doing teenage things. And then they're like, but also there's an alien invasion. So forget about the teenagers doing teenage things. We're going to make bags of yurks. Garbage bags of yurks. (laughs) Literal fucking garbage. Literal fucking garbage bags. Tied at the ends with those little twist ties. I would have loved to have spent a day in the life as the controller woman who had to hold an empty garbage bag and say, You're all so beautiful. Now to take you to your host. Like, oh, my babies. They're so adorable. Let's get you out of here. Like, what the fuck was happening? And then they just... Not all the baby yerks died. What about the ones that weren't in the nursery? Hundreds, maybe. Yeah. They're never they definitely infested some people. Should we just, like, get into it? Because sure. that seems like a good segue, because that's, like, the first thing that happens. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's motor through and end this particular nightmare. This will be our first 45-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. This is Face Off Part Three. Jesus Christ, let it end. Um, actual title. Yeah. All right. There's the room of mutant Yurks, and as we just said, there's a controller lady who's in the room. She's cradling a couple of sacks like human infants and telling them how adorable they are, and she's fucking creepy. Um. Yep. And I would have liked to have followed her for the entire episode. <laughs> she was the best one. She was the most interesting character by far. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. That was her whole thing. <laughs> um, so she carries these fucking sacks outside to the pool. Literal garbage bags. Literal fucking garbage bags. They are tied and yeah. And they didn't even try to hide the top like, oh, this was attached to the ceiling with webbing. Like they tried to imply in every other scene. They're literally like, this is a sack of garbage. <sighs> All right, so they're fucking garbage bags. Um, Marco and Tobias and Rachel are there, and there's lots of decent banter in this thing, I guess. Um, Marco's like, that's definitely not one of Santa's elves. And then Rachel asks if there may be some kind of super yerk. Marco's like, yeah, Rachel, might be one of your cousins. She snaps at him. Tobias says I have to find out where they're coming from. Rachel says I have to destroy them, which is honestly the most Rachel thing she said in, like, six episodes. Um, and Marco says, we also have to go get Jake. So basically they've just recapped like everything that they currently need to do. (laughs) Their entire situation, their status quo, because we didn't just have a fucking five minute recap from before. That would have been a smart way to recap the previous two episodes. (laughs) (sighs) Man. Uh, Tobias also points out that X and Cassie are standing in line to be infested. Rachel thought speaks out to Axe. He informs her that he only has five minutes left in human morph before he's trapped forever. Um, she tells him to hold on. They'll think of something, but they do not have a plan yet. 
Yeah. And like, I, I got to this point and I was like, oh, like, it, I feel like this is supposed to be really high stakes. Like, Axe is about to be trapped and blah, blah, blah. But like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody's like, treating it like it's no big deal. <laughs> right. And like, Axe and Cassie look like they're just hanging out, like waiting for ice cream at the beach. Like, there's no expression of like, ah. And like, even, even Paulo doesn't really care in this moment. Yeah. He's like, I've got five minutes left. And they're all like, cool. He's like, all right. Yeah. Scene. And honestly, the fact that there were just, there was a shot of like five people just like standing haphazardly in line, like they're waiting to get on a roller coaster with like no fucking security anywhere. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Like there was no, they didn't even bring back the shitty Horkbizier costume. There was no yeah. reason for them to be standing there. It's just a bunch of like cheerleaders standing around and they're chit chatting. Like yeah. they're having like a casual, like, wow, this place is weird, huh? Like it, no one cares. Yeah. And it's not done in like a sinister way where they still don't realize that their lives are about to be forever changed. It's legitimately like they're just standing around having conversations. Yeah. This is going to piss me off. I'm sorry. I'm driving us forward now because (laughs) I'm so mad. Then they actually start having some of the shit that I said I wanted to see last week where Rachel, like, because she gets amped about something, starts accidentally taking over Tobias's body. Oh, yeah. And they start to do that. And I got really excited because I was like, oh, I remember saying this is a concept that I was very excited to see. But then it just immediately devolves into, like, <laughs> Oh, my fucking... I was so pissed at that. I was so pissed at that, too. Like, for so many different reasons. Like, one, the dialogue sucks. Two, it makes no fucking sense. Three, never in the history of anything has it ever implied that a yerk is, like, has a time limit it can be in something's head before it's too squished and has to get, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's so many reasons to hate this. And, like, I can't even pick the one I'm most mad about because I hate it for all these reasons. All of us. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I could, if it was written better, I could maybe see Rachel being overwhelmed by, like, Tobias's mind and her mind and, like, just getting, like, like kind of confused and, like, nervous and, like, having her portray that in a strong way. But instead, she has a meltdown for no fucking reason. And then... They have the audacity to call back to it later, like, what did you see when you were in my head? Nothing, I was freaking out. Dude, you have access to every single one of his memories and his thoughts as they're going through his head. And there's a literal point where he's talking her down, like, I believe in you, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. And, like, there's no dialogue about whether she can see that he's trying to manipulate her or, like, have the two of them talk instead of having Christopher say the lines out loud talk together inside of his head like make it like a mental struggle like what are you doing i just i hated the way it was filmed i hated the way it was written it doesn't make any sense for rachel's character who literally turned into a vole and faced her fears digging alone into a tunnel and there she is with tobias and instead of having a conversation about how weird it is that you're in this guy that you have a crush on's head and can read his every thought and maybe 
later imply that maybe you saw something in there that he liked you too, or anything that's interesting to play with when you're reading each other's thoughts, it just turns into, oh, it's too tight, let me out. And then Chris Rubin, like, you can do it, you can come out. Like, And then what's the alternative if you get stuck in his head? Like, why wouldn't he just say, when she's like, I can't get out, I'm trapped, he would say, well, we're fucked. You don't have any option but to leave. And that's what encourages her. Instead of trying to manipulate her with, I believe in you, you can do it, which she can easily see through. There's just, there's a lot of problems. Damn. I didn't know I was that mad about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember at the beginning of this episode and you were like, oh, it's, it's okay. It's probably the best one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I had fully explored my feelings. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah her fucking meltdown was just like if you had brought back if like if you throughout this series had really played up the claustrophobia if you really had made that like her biggest weakness which like Mm -hmm. it's not in the books but if you wanted to make it consistently lore in the tv show like i would have understood that but like sure it you're right. It did not make fucking sense. And, like, the only thing we know about Rachel is that even when she's scared, she'll fucking, she will not complain and she will keep doing the right thing. Yeah. So this fucking meltdown made no sense. No, and it didn't even add anything to the plot. It wasn't like, oh, she did it, but then that made sense because this happened, like, even if it was out of character. It didn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. And, like, when has a Yurk ever being trapped like when their host wasn't dying like when has a yerk in the history of the tv show the books anything ever said i just can't get out for no reason like that's never come up before it will i'm sure never come up again it just doesn't make any sense i read it that she was freaking out so much that she was like paralyzed with fear and she couldn't like she thought she couldn't get out like she could but she just like it was a mental thing more than anything but again like when you're build when you're building that on the back of she shouldn't even be freaking out in the first place then it just yeah it read as confusing and not not realistic for her yeah yeah and i didn't i i guess the other part of that is like sure if she's having to freak out that's fine but like for me, I, I totally read it as physical because Tobias was also having a reaction too. like, oh, I can feel the pressure building in my head. And mm-hmm. it's not like emotional pressure. It's like I feel the physical presence of something pushing on the front of my brain or forehead or whatever. And it's like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what is this device? What explain to me what the Yerk is physically doing right now? Because otherwise, I like none of this is. No, this doesn't make any sense. Man. This is rough. <laughs> yeah. But at least now we're a third of the way through this episode because this was a 15 fucking minute scene that never ended. Yeah. Yeah. Man, should I just like not even go in order? Should we just like talk about things? Just whatever. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it like... I honestly couldn't, after watching the show, couldn't tell you the order. In my mind, that happened next. But now I'm feeling like because of what you said, I missed something major. But honestly, if you asked, like if you gave me the scenes and cut them into tiny pieces of paper and threw them in front of me, I don't know that I could put them back together. And I just fucking watched this. (laughs) And I could not tell you the order that these things came in. 
Like, can I can I make a guess of the order right now? Sure. First of all, I didn't realize that the York lady holding trash bag was the first thing that we saw. I thought there was something in front of that. I couldn't tell you what it was. I just didn't think it was the first thing. Uh, then Marco, Tobias, Rachel talking. Then there's casual talking of cheerleaders. And then we find out that Cassie and Axe are down there in line, maybe. And then we cut back to Visitor 3 slash the Toms mm-hmm. having a weird argument. And then we cut back to Marco, Tobias, Rachel, maybe having yep, another yep. part two. Okay. This is all correct. And then maybe there's another scene with Cassie and Axe standing there. Not a big scene, just a cut to show us they're still alive. Um, and then Marco and Tobias and Rachel split up. Back to Tom's in Visitor 3. And then Marco's there. And Marco now becomes the main character. <laughs> and <laughs> he identifies the Tom. He breaks into the Yerk womb. He turns up the heat. Tom's break up. And one Tom is clearly not the Andalite TM TM. Uh, because he rushes in to help the Yerks. Of course, that's Jake. But we don't know that. Uh, then inexplicably the womb got heated up. So everything starts to collapse around them. Chapman, maybe at that point says the tornado's over. Everybody cheers. No, wait, did they get out of the collapse at that point? Oh, Axe has a moment too. Sorry, I forgot that. So Axe gets stuck and then Cassie does nothing, even though she's the Estrine and the best morpher just kind of says, no, you can't be trapped. And then- axes tom and that i guess encourages him to finish his demorph and then he morphs back to human immediately because trauma is not taken into account in this tv show the thing collapses there's a lot of really light light rocks that are clearly made of foam tom gets trapped in a tunnel maybe when he was chasing axe and cassie and then uh, uh, they go upstairs. They all meet up. That's when Chapman says, tornado's over. Yay, big game. Has to be rescheduled. Aw. Then they all meet up. Then Marco runs up. And Marco's like, my friends, I've missed you. And they're like, yay. And you brought Jake with you. And Marco's like, no, I didn't. And then Cassie and Marco go back into the tunnels. But before they can get in the tunnels, the door opens. Tom comes out. There's a jump scare in the shower. And then Tom turns into Jake. And then inexplicably says, I was 30 seconds away from my parents having identical twins. And then Marco comes up and said, you looked better as Tom. Cut to cafe and then fun times. I mean, yep. That's the episode. Okay, great. So I remembered more than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to talk to us about this episode, you should email us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. I'm serious. Like, that's basically the episode. Uh, like, we can stop. Like, <laughs> um, let's, let's, here, how about this? Because I'm not opposed to not really covering more of this episode, except for the last few minutes. I feel like we should really, okay. we should really talk up this last few minutes, because that was fun. I also have a couple of just, like, general complaints for oh, yeah, the action scene. Oh, yeah, go for scene. it. So the Cassie bit really pissed me off, like, a mm-hmm. lot, because Axe is sitting there, he's a blue man, he's a blue man group, extra, and he's he thinks he's trapped in Morph, he very well might be, 
She doesn't mm-hmm. give a goddamn flying nope. fuck. Not at all. And this was the girl who, when Marco was half-trapped as a fly in David's book and he was freaking out and crying, she just sat there and held his face and told him to hold on and keep morphing and keep focusing. And she guided him through that. And he was so fucking grateful. And they had this wonderful bonding moment. And it was like one of the most beautiful scenes in the entire series. And here you have Axe, who is pretty convinced that he's trapped. And she's just like, oh, you can't be trapped. And he finally gets out of his morph. And he's like, Cassie, look, I'm back. And she kind of glances back at him, says nothing, and then continues doing whatever the fuck she's doing. And it's like, how fucking dare you? And like, how awful is that too because it it cost them zero dollars extra to have that scene between the two of them where they are bonding over this where cassie's helping him and i don't know like the point in at this interaction in which tom shows up doesn't mean like cassie's distracted the whole time like she legitimately does not give a shit for three quarters of this interaction yeah yeah, that's bullshit. Because that could have been such a cool moment between Nadia and Paolo where they, like... Yeah. Where she talked him through it and, like, you know, you're not trapped. You can do it. You can get out of this. And, like, the, because they have chemistry as actors, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a very good scene. Yeah. I will say that whoever did the blue on Paolo did a very good job. Yeah. So He looked real... Real blue. Dabadi. Real Dabba blue. Dabba. Yep. And it wasn't like it stopped at his hairline and it was very obvious. Like, it was a pretty good makeup job. <laughs> it so that's been, what I got. It would have been funny if he had, like, had a little bit of fur, though. He was, like, mm-hmm. like a beast situation. Yep. <laughs> like a little Hank. Little Hank McCoy. That would have been adorable. Aww. Okay, so the other thing that really pissed me off is after they all get out of the collapsing cave situation and Mm -hmm. they're up in the school and they're all just like hanging out and chatting like nothing fucking happened and it's like okay pretty sure some of you would have died others would have been like wow that was a crazy fucking thing that just happened to us and i'm sure there would have been people who were infested and all tobias is able to say is at least no one got hurt Yeah, which is baffling because, like, sure, let's say no one got hurt because, I don't know, it's a Nickelodeon show or some shit. They were just taken into a giant underground cave below the school, and that does warrant some dialogue. So, like, yeah, and they had direct exposure to this alien invasion that's happening, and either everyone who was down there, the, the Yorks had to make sure they were all infested or else they would all talk. Or, like, it just, I don't understand. Or, like, if it it was indicated that when they were down there, they made sure to, like, hide all of the alien shit, and people were really, truly under the impression that they were just in, like, this basement for a bit, and that there was nothing suspicious going on, but, like, there were fucking bits everywhere. I don't know. Okay, but, like, even if they are, like... This isn't an alien invasion. This is a strange woman with a trash bag and an underground bunker. <laughs> like, why aren't they going, like, I can't believe this just started caving in. Like, that tornado must have been fucking nuts to cause this cave in. Or, like, something. But instead, they're all just like, 
blah 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 tornado's over yay big game re- is rescheduled oh like, yeah that's it that's all like what the fuck why aren't we getting snippets of conversation about how crazy that was or like yeah. some people like crying freaking out and others being like it's okay we're yeah it. We're like nope they're all just standing around in the hallway as if like waiting to be dismissed and then of course yeah. Chapman walking in like everybody needs to leave in an orderly fashion as if they're not all completely calm and orderly. Oh my god. Yeah, it's what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. And then like it's it's not like it only happened to the people there and nobody heard about it and it was contained because when they cut to the scene in the cafe, there's a news story on about how they're searching for Victor Trent because of an explosion caused yeah. below the school. Like, I'm like, why? <laughs> so, like, people knew about this, yeah. but they were all completely calm. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's just like that would have been a great time to have people running out, like, "Oh my god, an explosion!" Uh, like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't. I truly, I can't even begin. And like, oh, when they all get home and find out there's not a tornado, what then? Yeah. And, like, here's the other thing that pissed me off, is that when they're all standing around in the hallway and Marco shows up, Marco yells loudly to everyone in the vicinity that York Pool is toast. And I'm like, <laughs> you're the one who got pissed off when Jake was in his room yelling about how he's glad that they're fighting the Yurks. Like, you're the one who's supposed to be concerned about security, and you're just like, oh, yeah, we're fucked over those aliens. Yeah, and then five minutes later tries to use the line, I just saved the entire Earth from an alien invasion multiple times to pick up chicks at an internet cafe. Yeah. And also, I have to say, at no point did it feel like the Animorphs won or saved the day. Like, there was nothing that they did where I was like, great job, you guys. You saved the day. At least they won. This wasn't a great episode, but at least it was a great victory. There was nothing to indicate that other than some dialogue later where Marco's like, I saved the world. Or I saved Jake. He claims to have saved Jake. Jake got himself the fuck out of there. Marco did jack shit. Yeah. Like, he turned the heat up on the yerk, which, again... Why is Marco's only trick turning <laughs> to the temperature <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one who knows how to operate a control panel. It's just a dial. Every time it's a dial. If the Yerk switched from a dial method to like yeah. a series of buttons, yeah. like a sequence even. Yeah. Or they, like keys. They would be to- yeah. I don't know. Absolutely secured at all times. Oh my God. If it was anything but a large radial dial <laughs> yeah although so that scene where um where marco like like heats up all of the yurks and they all start like st- screaming those whale noises and just like splurting all that liquid out of the sacks i was like man this is like orca do you remember that scene oh, in orca <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is major flashbacks to that i was like oh, <laughs> oh no what would have been funny too in that scene is if it was only people under 30 that reacted to that noise and everybody over 30 was like what i don't hear it <laughs> like the mosquito note of your noises but yeah that was exactly like that scene in orca oh my God. although they never like whatever goo they crushed i okay 
Here's the the other weird thing about the Yerk goo is that when we saw Jake stab the Yerk pod, it came out with this bright orange goo. Yeah. But when they were all exploding and melting, it was very clearly like brown goo. And mm-hmm. we may not have remembered except for the fact that they show the original goo pile within this episode right before yeah. the other goo piles start exploding out. Yeah, so, or there's like some goo left over on the the grate that Marco hides in, or something. I don't know. Right, right. I there's a lot happening. Yeah, didn't care for it. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was the best one of the bunch, but I have realized now that it was not. And the, last week's episode was clearly the best of the bunch. <laughs> the weird middle episode that made no sense. Oh man. All right. Do you want to talk about the end, though? Cause yeah, let's talk about the end. Pretty wholesome one... shit in there. Yeah, I feel like this is really where we'll get a lot of our, our good talking points from, and I would like to cover it in depth. Okay. Any redemption points will come from this scene. I mean, okay. Yes. All right. So after the entire shit show that just happened that we just very quickly summed up... Um, Kids walk into Siberia, they watch on the TV that the authorities are looking for Victor Trent, and they're all happy, and Marco starts bragging about being a cockroach and doing so good at everything. Um, everybody gives him shit. By the they're... way, did that happen? He turned into a cockroach? And got out from under a large rock that fell on him? So did that happen? There is a scene where he is a cockroach, and he's basically lecturing the audience via the fourth wall about how cool cockroaches are and how they can survive, you know, like toxic shit and and rocks the size of his own apartment building and then he immediately gets crushed by a giant rock so we don't see him crawl out it's just basically implied was Um, that in this episode yeah yeah it was i have no recollection of that yeah it it wasn't a very notable part that's that's when the uh alarms are going off and everyone's panicking and running and marco's just giving us a little zoo books lesson great i mean i I would have loved to have listened to that. I completely missed it. No recollection of that. I remember when he said afterwards that it happened, and I remember thinking at the time, did that happen in this episode? Yep. And then, well, all right. Sorry. Anyways, continue. My bad. All right. Um, so there's banter. Jake and Marco go get drinks, and Tobias leaves to go play a video game. It's just the girls and Axe at the table, and they kind of stare at him pointedly until he takes the hint and leaves. Um... And that's when Rachel... bullshit. Uh, they should have included him in Girl Talk. I know! I know. Sorry. That's it's my okay. personal feeling. This is when Rachel starts like, Oh my god, Tobias must think I'm such a dork. I totally freaked out in front of him. And I'm just like, oh, shut up. It's like, it was like having nice Rachel back. Like this whole fucking episode. It was like, oh, it's nice Rachel. <laughs> we, we, we loved her so much. Oh my god. Okay. Let me tell you about something that happened on Facebook the other day because I don't care about this TV show. So now I'm going to tell you things I saw on Facebook. Okay. So somebody posted a question to the Animorphs group that was like, nice Rachel with a, it was like, I think a knife is what she, they said, or a machete or mean Rachel with an arm. And what? <laughs> there was only one comment when I first got to this thing and it was our Jeff. And he had said, I would take... Uh, I think that Mean Rachel could take out Nice Rachel with a machine gun if Mean Rachel was completely unarmed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like Mean Rachel would destroy Nice Rachel no matter what the odds. Like, you give Nice Rachel 
a knife, a machine gun, any sort of weaponry, and me and Rachel will destroy her. And I was amused by that comment. It's very, very true. Yeah. So anyways, I did not like this exact part of Rachel. I thought it was funnier later when she was talking to Tobias and embarrassed him. And I hated this whole girly, like, he's going to think I'm such a dork. I totally, like, freak out. Like, grade A freak out. Total meltdown. I may be reading into this, but... I feel like at this point, the showrunners are trying to do something with Rachel's character that makes her a little bit more like, like maybe like relatable to teen girls at the time. And it's like, oh, no, like the whole. They had only read about teen girls in magazines. Or like, like they're watching Rachel. a lot of like, I've never seen Dawson's Creek, but like they're watching a lot of like, I don't know, like teen dramas or something. And they're trying to make Rachel just. A little bit more like like a girly girl and it's like the whole point of Rachel is that she, yeah she looks like a very pretty you know kind girly girl on the outside but she will kick your ass mm-hmm. and like she was supposed to like defy all of those stereotypes and I feel like they're trying to just tamper that quite a bit and again that's speculation I could be reading into that but like No, I I mean, this whole scene is two girls talking about their crushes and giggling, which is not what those girls do. Like, Like, we liked the some of the aspects of their friendship in earlier episodes, but this is going a little too far. And this is heading into a territory that I don't care for. I mean, it's this isn't even like their friendship though. This is just they're out of character completely. Yeah, yeah that's and true. like part of the reason that it was that the reaction was like so funny was because the two of them talking about Jeremy, Jason, McColl, but like for a large portion of the time, it kind of felt like they were self mocking almost. Yeah. And, like, this does not feel... This is, like, somebody on the show read that book or, like, got the synopsis of the Jeremy Jason McCole thing and thought, oh, these two girls are boy crazy and we have to represent that more often. But, like, they never talk about the fact that Tobias just got his boy body back. Instead, they're yeah. like, oh, my God, he's so cute. He totally saw me freaking out. Instead of, like... Can you believe he doesn't have to be a hawk all the time anymore and that he's more capable again? And, like, there's a huge conversation that they just (laughs) never acknowledged. (laughs) How did you get your boy body back, Tobias? And then you can say something to the effect, like, Cassie could pull Rachel aside and say something like, he's still just as cute, and then they laugh and go back to talking about how he's a boy again and can fight the war with them. But no, he's a boy again so that he can make out with Rachel. That's what it feels like. Yes. Like, sorry, we needed to ship them again, so we brought his boy body back. Like, the dude has been a hawk for, I don't know, I assume months at this time, and the only thing he wants to do is go and beat his old high score on a video game. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I feel like for the TV show, like from a logistics standpoint, making it so that Tobias is now mostly a human in the show 
like that makes mm-hmm. sense from a logistic point because like you can just have Christopher on set. You don't have to do voiceover. You don't have to get the hawk in. Yeah, like I can see that, but it feels like they brought him back because Christopher was popular at the time and they wanted more views. Right. It was like they they put down, they listened to Boris Cabrera when he was like, "Listen, everybody loves Christopher. He's the favorite." <laughs> and they were like, "You know what, Boris? You're right. Get Christopher back on set. He and Rachel need to stare lovingly into each other's eyes." <laughs> and so they're like, "Boris back." Fault. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's Boris's fault. It's just that he told us that when yeah, we were talking yeah, yeah. to him. And so I was saying he was the one that figured it out. Yeah. And then the show reacted to his commentary. Yeah. Because there's no way anybody that worked on that show was intelligent enough to have figured that out. So what I'm right. saying is Boris is one of the most intelligent ones yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And the show fucked it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear. This is not Boris's fault. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when I said this was fun. Apparently what I meant was I also forgot that this was terrible. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't... I think I just didn't, like, explore my feelings surrounding this before we started... Before I started spouting off how I thought maybe this was the best one. Maybe what happened was I didn't check in with myself and I misremember all of my feelings about it. You know, I listened to the second Helmicrons episode the other day mm-hmm. and at the beginning of that episode I I think my stance was oh this book wasn't that bad like it was dumb but you know it was something but then like as we went through it I realized how fucking bad it was and and became <laughs> more enraged as we went on <laughs> so like I you know sometimes things just kind of happen to you and you absorb them and then it takes a while to kind of stew on it so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Maybe I was just so stunned <laughs> that I needed this time to really talk it through. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so here's what was fun about the ending. They're in the internet cafe. There is the newsreel about Victor Trent being searched after because he caused an explosion which i thought was insane because he at no point showed his face during any of the explosions so that was great he was with tom the whole time i think chapman should have been pinned for it which would have been funny (laughs) but no they were just like victor trent exploded a thing under his school no one cares and then the lady turns it off (laughs) (laughs) she just literally like reaches over is like yep not listening to that and like nobody says wait 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 turn it back on they're all just like (laughs) <laughs> so that was great uh then everybody makes fun of marco who's trying to pick up girls by saying i saved the world and when the girls say yeah right he starts saying you know from the alien invasion realizes how stupid that is uh just to keep going in the marco timeline it doesn't happen in this order but then marco who got passed up by one of the girls the girl comes back around, finds Axe with a face full of taquito at the table, literally spewing out of his mouth, like drooling on the table, and she picks up Axe while Marco watches. <laughs> Just great. Axe is great uh, with ladies, I guess. I guess. And then Axe offers her a bite of food. And she accepts. And then he just tells her about how good all of the foods are, except for the one that tastes like gasoline. Well, which lends itself to the narrative that Axe ate gasoline, oh which is God. great. So, like, 
the other thing that happens when the girl's picking him up and Marco is like, Marco's like making fun of Axe to both of their yeah. faces. And of course, Axe is oblivious. And she's like, I like a man who's passionate about his food. And she's like undressing Axe with her eyes. Like the look she's giving him is like, oh yeah. my God, please stop. <laughs> it was just yeah, it's, very it's intense. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like I got I got what they were going for. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be funny. Like Axe, like why would Axe get a girl? But like, it's just like, I don't know. It read very weird to me. It's because Axe is his genuine self, guys. And if you've learned anything from this TV <laughs> be show, yourself. this is this is the only true moment. Be yourself and you will find people that like you for who you are. Don't be a pickup artist. I mean, and that's I w- that's it. I want to believe that's what they were going for, but also that's I think not they just what they were going to do humor. <laughs> they wanted to right. do a they, goof. They wanted to do a goof, but we're gonna take away a lesson from it. Okay. Um, and then there's the whole Rachel Tobias thing. Should we get into that? If you would like, I'll just recap the parts about it that I liked, which was almost none of it because Rachel went over and. S- Basically, after Cassie repeatedly assured her that the freakout was fine, she went over to Tobias and said, you must think I'm such a loser. And that I hated because it was very much like, comfort me, I'm sad. Yeah. And I hated that. But then Tobias turns around and says, you became a yerk and like you in- you infested my own brain. Like, that's pretty fucking brave. Which, true. I liked that. And then Rachel... Uh, oh, and then Tobias has a moment where he's like, what did you see in there? And that's the part I liked because then Rachel turns around. And she's like, what did you not want me to see in there? Yeah. And then he won't say anything, but we definitely know it's that he likes her. And Rachel figures that out, too, I assume. Yes. So that's that. I appreciated that part of the scene. Still wasn't good, but I appreciated it. And then inexplicably... Nothing happens between Cassie and Jake, despite everything that just went down. Yeah. They had a hug in the shower. That sounded quite bad. (laughs) That sounded very bad. (laughs) And also, Marco and Jake had a hug in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to explain that any further. Let's just just leave leave it. it at that. Leave it at that. Uh, and then there's a voiceover. I got to admit, I didn't listen to any of it. Yeah, I was looking at all a, the cool furniture. It's a standard, like, oh, your friends, heart of the cards, that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the furniture. Okay. It was very cool. Yeah. It was very, um, yeah, I, I don't have a word for it. <laughs> 90s. Like internet cafe, '90s space-themed internet cafe. Yes, which, considering they're in a '90s space-themed internet cafe, extremely appropriate. <laughs> oh my god, I can't do. The furniture was extremely appropriate for their surroundings, but very uncomfortable looking. Yeah, yeah. They used not cool ergonomic at all. Plastic. And uh, that was the episode. Yay. Should we rate them? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't really... I don't really know. I don't think... This is not good. This is just not good. 
kids all get fives. I don't care. <laughs> Moving on. They all did so good. It all They're did all decent. acting. They're all breathing and walking and doing what they're told. Yep. Despite the fact that what they're told is insane. And I will say... Boris did shine through in several moments with his jokes and commentary. He was like a weirdly bright spot at certain points <laughs> in this episode that were very shitty. And then he would just like throw out a one-liner that was actually kind of funny. Well, and one point that really stood out to me was he was looking around for Jake and he found himself in this room with all these buckets with like brooms in them and a controller came up behind him. Marco grabs a broom and pretends to start sweeping, but he does not turn around to face this man, uh-huh. which is like a really nice detail. That's a really nice, like you, you're not going to show your face to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you still making these, like, really good calls in the midst of all this nonsense? I don't understand. I don't either. But you're right. I really enjoyed that detail. And then, of course, like, right afterwards, he, like, the guy leaves and he turns around and he's like, just like a walk in the park. Like, he's just still doing his own thing. He was so cheerful this whole time. He was. It was almost like... It felt super weird. Like, every time they'd cut to Boris, he'd be, like, on just acting at, like, a much, like, higher energy plane than everything else going on around him. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. Uh, Just fine, because everyone else was fucking either freaking out or ignoring their friends who were stuck in war. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like... I don't want to bring down the wrath on Brooke, but like, I think at this point she, I think most of the kids, but she, I think I see it the most in, knew that the end was nigh and no longer, she was just phoning it in at this point. She's oh, like, yeah, think? fuck it. I think so. I think from her especially, like, she's had a couple big scenes to like act out and I've just felt like this, the last like two episodes especially, she's kind of been like, no one gives a shit about this interesting but boris is still doing his best he's like he's acting at the same level as day one (laughs) (sighs) Uh, yeah i do wonder if they knew it was canceled by that point yeah they i mean they must have i mean god sean probably had already been signed on for x-men at this point it was like see ya (laughs) (laughs) i got a film deal bitches exactly i'm gonna go be in a major motion picture god i'm gonna meet anna paquin fuck all of y'all i mean it doesn't come through like that this is me entirely making up this narrative yeah. because there's nothing about how he acted that implied he was like this but he had to have been like listen i'm gonna go see hugh jackman and anna paquin fuck all of y'all jackman paquin. i'm out yep so goodbye good Oh, and Patrick Stewart. Like, look at how I glossed over Patrick (laughs) motherfucking Stewart. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, whatever. They were all doing fine. I just wanted to point out that Boris was putting in a day's work. Yep. All right. Well, if you have thoughts about Animorphs and things related to that or unrelated to that send those to anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find us on facebook which is uh just 
Animorphs Anonymous or Facebook super awesome, super secret subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. We're on Instagram at Animorphs Anon, nope, Animorphs Anonymous, and Twitter at Animorphs Anon. And I think that's all the socials. All of them. Please come to our Discord server. And on this Discord server, we talk to other Animorphs fans about Animorphs and about not Animorphs, just kind of about whatever we want. And it's a good time. Everyone's really nice. We all share pictures of our pets and like cool like art we do and stuff like that. It's a good fucking time. Um, If you want the link to that, you can hit us up on any of our socials or you can, uh, we occasionally post the link in like the Andalite Bandalites page or something. So keep an eye out for it. Yep. Pretty much. We're like, hey, you have 24 hours to join us or you can get the fuck out. (laughs) And that's the level of terror I want to keep everybody at at all times. Yeah. All right. What if I'm sick of talking and I just want to read? Go read a book, you slacker. What book? (laughs) (laughs) You can also maybe read a webcomic that I make and draw. And that is called Beside You. Uh, you can go read it for free at bsideyoucomic.com. Or if you want to help support it and support what I'm doing, you can go to Patreon and and you can see early pages. I'm like six months ahead. And uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. Yes. And now is the best time to become a Patreon Patreon because you just finished up chapter three. So it's a really nice... You can read ahead all the way through the end of chapter three and then be fully prepared emotionally, physically, spiritually for <laughs> chapter four. <laughs> That's when the gut shit starts happening. I mean, you know, better shit starts happening. I don't I don't think it gets much better than smoking in the courtyard on the school grounds. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is a highlight of the comic for you. <laughs> I don't know why it popped out at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway. Good times. Uh, good, good times. I'm sick of that comic and this podcast. I want a different podcast, but I still want to listen to Alex's sweet, sultry, sensual voice. Where can I do that? Uh, Counter offer. Can you listen to my voice if I went like this the whole time and was super creepy? Oh, that's even better. Damn. Oh, well, shit, then I have a great podcast for you. <laughs> it's called From Cadmus to Crisis. It's a, it's a Superboy podcast, which is a podcast that David and Drew have been doing since 2014. They're the guys from our Alternomorphs episode, the second one. Or also, Drew was in Megamorphs 2 in the Time of the Dinosaurs. And they have a podcast about Superboy and his 90s run of comics. And I crashed it. I walked in. I said, I'm your third host, motherfuckers. And then I threw all of their comics on the floor. And I punched Drew in the mouth. Oh, damn. (laughs) And then I said to David, I'm going to be your third host. And he said, okay. (laughs) So now I am the third sometimes host accidentally. I know nothing. They still run the show. But I, in a fit of violence, (laughs) Very aggressive. (laughs) Yep, that's how it went down, shot for shot. Love it. Oh, man. Well. Yep. Let's away from this place, I guess. Short episode. (laughs) 
it is going to be a short episode, but I think that uh, that's fine. There was only like five scenes in this <laughs> movie show. We've covered We're everything important. Bad. We covered, I'd say, not only the important bits, but the unimportant bits. Oh, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm going to go. All right. Bye. Bye.